wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM. Welcome to BQ&A. You're tuned to Faith FM. This is Drive Time. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is also the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Joseph Matichich, Secretary of the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Australia, and I'll be your host for the program. Welcome along wherever you might be joining us today. Let me remind you that our text line number here is 04888880811. That number again, 04888880811. We'd love to hear from you wherever you might be tuning in. If you've got a question, you've got a comment to make, anything about the program, uh, please uh, text us through on our, that number that I've just given to you. Our topic this week on Drive Time is the question, has the end game commenced? Now, I'm privileged to say that I'm, we've got a, a full studio. Um, in a moment, I'm going to go through and introduce all, all our guests that we've got. Uh, but first of all, my regular co-host with me, Pastor William Mawala. William's the pastor of the Paravista Seventh-day Adventist Church, as well as the Gawler Churches uh, here in Adelaide. Good afternoon, Will. Good to be in the studio with you, Pastor Joseph. Now, also, we have um, not one, but two other special yes. guests um, that are with us today um, and who will actually be with us for the next few days on drive time. Uh, first of all, I want to say hello to um, Pastor Mark Wilson. Um, well, yeah, good. thank you. for uh, Happy to be here. It's been a long time since I've been on air with you. Now, Mark, you have been previously on Drive Time, and Mark, you are the pastor of uh, the Prospect Seventh-day Adventist Church, as well as the Victor Harbour Seventh-day Adventist Church. Beautiful Victor Harbour on the south coast, yes. And uh, it's great to have you here, because um, you've, uh, talking about Victor Harbour, beautiful spot down down south, um, you've fairly recently just conducted a, um, a, a very exciting series down there. What's it, what was that? Tell us. Yes, we ran a series down in Victor Harbour back in uh, May called Amazing Discoveries. Okay. You know, it's really about the wonderful discoveries to help confirm the, the Bible record. Okay. Um, so it sounds like there's a bit of interest, uh, a bit, bit of material there on, on uh, archaeology and history. Is that yes, right? Yes, archaeology, history, prophecy, and uh, we had a good uh, audience that came out. And we were blessed. We've got new people that have, um, you know, accepted Christ and are coming to church. It's great. Uh, because of that series. Great. And uh, so the series is finished, has it? Yes. Yes. We're still going in the follow-up. We're running a seminar okay. once a week called Search for Certainty, dealing with m- major Bible topics, and uh, people are enjoying that. And um, so that series is going on at the moment? Yes, every week. Okay. Oh, that's great. And uh, Mark, I know that you are a, a passionate Bible student, in particular of Bible prophecy and biblical archaeology. Is that right? Yes, indeed. I just don't think there's anything else more relevant today than what's going on in the world and, and Bible prophecy. And we're going to be speaking a little bit more about that, uh, not just today, but all of this week. So it's great to have you here. Now, part of the reason you're here is because of our other special guest. Is that right? That's indeed. A, That's a, very a good, true. A good friend of yours, would that be fair to say? A long-time uh, yes, colleague? and I'd even say a mentor. I've, everything I've learned, I've learned from this man. So <laughs> okay. if, if I'm deficient, it's uh, he, he's to blame. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, referring to um, uh, the other special guest that we have here, he's an international speaker evangelist, 
pastor, a Bible presenter, and a host of a number of TV series. His name is Jeff Yulden. Jeff, welcome to Drive Time. Thank you very much, Joseph. It's a privilege to be here. Now, Jeff, you have been a pastor, as I said at the outset, an evangelist, a Bible teacher, a presenter, a speaker, for many years in many different countries. Is that right? That's right. And um, including the country you originally came from, Joseph. Okay, okay. So in the former Yugoslavia, over yes. in Europe, yep, yes. you've, you've travelled around a lot and presented in in many many places. I mean, Jeff, you're you, you've done this for so many years. What is it that 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 keeps you going? Why do you? What's your passion about presenting and and speaking on biblical prophecy? Well, I guess that once you find for your own self. Um, an understanding of God's gracious forgiveness and the hope that you have in in knowing God. Yes, you want to share it with others. It's a bit like, um, you know, if, if if I discovered a cure for cancer, let's say, mm. and it worked. I mean, what type of a person would I be if I didn't share that with people who had cancer? Mm. So. It's a bit like that with the gospel, that when we uh, get to see what Jesus has done for us, we want to tell others about it. And so that has been my passion all my uh, my years, that, and, that, uh, and it still is. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's really great. Now, Jeff, you're, uh, I know that um, over the years you've been host of a, a couple of series. One's called, one was called The Search. Yes. And then after that, there was Beyond the Search. Tell us, what were these series about? What, what was that about? Well, one of the major things that we need to be able to do is communicate to people the great truths of the Bible because many folk have some strange ideas about the Bible. Mm. Uh, many folk have been taught that it's full of myths and stories and it's unreliable and, 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 and lies and so forth and it's not relevant any longer. So in these well, they were TV series, we have endeavoured to present the message of the Bible in a relevant 21st century language and, and, and with the visuals that go with it. Mm. So that, um, for example, beyond the search, we have dealt with three stories in every um, Ep- episode. Ep- every episode. Okay. For example, we did one on the subject of pain. Mm. You know, it's a big problem. People mm. say, if God is a God of love, why is there pain? And in that, one of the stories, it concerned a little girl who couldn't feel pain. Now you say, well, she's lucky. Mm. Well, until you really realize what is going on in her life, while we were filming it, she was, she's only, it was only a young child of about five or six. Mm. And she walked around to the table, and because her eyesight wasn't particularly good, mm. she hit her head on the corner of the kitchen table. Yeah. Now, she never blinked, of course, because she didn't feel it. But the danger is with that, it's like putting your hand on the hot stove. If you didn't feel it, yeah. you can see the damage that would be done. And so pain has a purpose. Mm. And so by using illustrations... We are able to help folk to understand why 
these things often happen in our lives, that God still loves us, but uh, we live in a world that's any enemy-occupied territory, as someone has said. Yeah, that, that's a great series. And I don't know if anyone out there still is perhaps aware of that series. I mean, Jeff, that, that was very professionally done. I know yes. you and the crew travelled the globe, mm. uh, went to significant sites and locations, you know, in, in many countries. Yes. And, and then, um, yeah, we're, we're looking to connect, as you said, connect the the key biblical teachings yes. to uh, to our twenty first century audience uh, in Correct. a very relevant way. I I really enjoyed that series. Excellent. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's um, and and that was just that's just been one project that you've been involved in amongst many. Correct. That's right. Yeah. Um, we we did another TV series that was shown here in Australia on um, focus on living, in which we talked about lifestyle issues and yes. how we can get the very best out of life. And and the wonderful thing is if we get to know the Bible, God has given to us the cure of many of our sicknesses and, and so forth. And if we follow the uh, teachings of the Bible, it can help us tremendously. So yeah, I'm yeah. always interested in sharing that and telling people about it, and they get excited when they find out <laughs> about it. Now, I don't know, not everyone may be aware of this, Jeff, but in a sense, you are retired, you, yet you're still you're still speaking, you're still travelling, you're still going, and it, the energy in you is 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 just um, it, it keeps going, keeps you going, I think. And and you're here in Adelaide. I mean, you could well be, you know, have your feet up, you know, just um, reading the, reading the <laughs> reading the paper, having a cuppa each day, but you're still travelling. You've come here to Adelaide for the uh, for for this week. Why are you in Adelaide? Well, because I want to communicate with the people of Adelaide um, the wonderful things of the Bible. Yeah. And uh, so we are developing a series called The End Game. Okay. And in that series of 16 presentations, mm-hmm. we want to try to present the issues that are happening in the world today because the world is changing so dramatically and so quickly that many of us find it hard to keep up with what's mm. going on in the mm. world. And mm. people are asking, what on all the earth is going on? I hear that question over and over and over again. Yes. When we have floods and famines and fires and just every day there's a, another tragedy that's happened in, 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 in the world. And uh, so people are asking questions. And so this series is designed to try to help folk to understand exactly what is going on in the world. Now, that series is is still in its very early preparatory stages, correct? Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's coming up yes. um, down the track, but plans are already underway, and that's part of the reason you're here, um, doing a bit of speaking, doing a bit of pre- preparatory work with, yeah, with a number of churches. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, why... Okay, end game. Now we're looking at that as 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 a bit of a you know this week we are asking has the end game commenced? What, why are we calling it end game? Why are we using that term, Jeff? Well, so many things are happening in the world today. People are saying, "What's gone wrong with the world? Is this the end of the world?" And and the game of of course uh, is referring to our lives. Okay. And so this series is dealing with the what the Bible said about the things that would happen just before Jesus Christ returns. To uh, the earth. Okay. Right. Right. So looking at at events just before the end that the Bible has predicted. Yeah. yeah sometimes mm. it's been referred to as the signs of Christ's return. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so we are endeavouring to show visually. And, and through word, of, of course, that um, the things that were prophesied 
thousands of years ago are coming to pass exactly as it was foretold all those years ago. Okay. Because, you see, Joseph, the Bible is the only book in the world that claims it can read the future like you and I might read the past. Mm. And uh, there is no other book that can do that. If if there is, then the Bible is wrong because the Bible says it's the only one. Yeah, yeah. Because God can read the future, but human beings can't. I mean, if we could read the future, we could all become very rich with lotto. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't we? Or, Absolutely. Or, or, or the horses. That's it. Or the That's dogs. <laughs> whatever it takes yeah. your fancy. Yeah. But no one can. I mean, every now and again, someone um, flukely gets it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, they can't do it consistently no. because it was a fluke. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, touching on that, uh, Jeff, um, many people, um, and, and look, we, 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 part of the reason we want you to share here, and you, you're going to be taking a little segment here uh, on drive time for the next few days. Yes. So kick off today, first little segment, we, we're looking at the environment here for a moment, Jeff. We have seen natural disasters, haven't we? Floods and droughts. Now, I want to ask you, are these just normal patterns or is there something else here that's really important to understand from the point of view of Bible prophecy? Well, anyone that uh, has got two eyes and two ears um, and is alive above the ground knows that there's something different about the world in 2022 mm. than in 2019. Just a f- in, in, in just, just three years. In, three just four. in the last few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, every day there's some major calamity somewhere in the world, whether it's fires or floods or, or, or um, killings. I mean, it's just staggering what's mm. going on today. And so... Um, the Bible predicted that these things were, were going to happen. I mean, you read words like the biggest and the worst and the most tragic, never before happened. I've heard many farmers say, never in my lifetime have I seen floods or, or famines or whatever it happens to be that he's talking about like it is at the present time. Mm. Now, um, the world is different. So even though we've had these previously, people are recognising that these don't seem to be the same uh, kinds of events. There's a, there's an escalation. Something something's going on. Yes. Well, even take the economy. I mean, you you and I cannot be certain. Even those of us who've got superannuation, let's say, yeah, you can't be certain that in a few years' time that is going to be where it is at the present time. Mm, and mm. Uh, people who are banking on security in this world could, uh, could be very disappointed very soon. So, so with, the, with, the, with that um, f- uh, economy, the, the uncertainty there, and certainly with the natural disasters the, with the, in the environment, such as the floods and the famines, as you're saying, does the Bible tell us anything about uh, helping us understand what's going on with those events? What, what, what are, what, what's behind that? Well, what the Bible does is it tells us before it came to pass or Uh comes to pass so that we can have confidence that God knows the future, that he's got the future in his hand and that this hasn't taken God by surprise. Right. Um, And that gives, I think, great confidence that uh, what is happening in the world today is not just by accident, it's actually been foretold. And if the Bible is true mm. regarding floods and famines and all, all the disasters, the environment that we're talking about now, if the Bible is correct in that 
probably you can learn mm. to trust it in other things as well yeah. that are not so easily proved. Yeah. Um, because there are many things in life that you can't prove. I mean, you can't even prove that um, where electricity comes from. I mean, where how, what causes the light to be uh, lit? Yeah, we understand it. We see the result, but try to explain it. Mm-hmm. And there are many things in life that we can't explain. Yeah. I mean, I've often thought about <laughs> a black cow that eats green grass gives white milk and yellow cream. How do you explain that? <laughs> I mean, it's it's just one of those things. We all admit that it's true, yeah, yeah. but how do you explain it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, with with these natural disasters, can you just share, you know, with with their listeners, just just one maybe one uh, passage that, that 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 really comes to mind about what the Bible says about the, these about us needing to be aware that these are going to be occurring as a sign before Jesus comes back. Well, there are many texts. Um, one time the disciples came to Jesus mm. and they said, tell us, when are all these things going to be? This is in the book of St. Matthew, chapter yes. 24, where there's a whole chapter, and if our listeners, when they get home after driving home, uh, like to open their Bibles to Matthew, that's the first book of the New Testament, and the 24th chapter mm. They will read a whole chapter of sign after sign after sign. And it came as a result of the disciples hearing Jesus often speak about it. And they said, look, tell us, Mm. when are these things going to be and what will be the sign of your coming? And then he gives a list of all the things that are going to take place. It just sounds like you've read the morning newspaper. Today. Yes. Today. Okay. Yes. So there in Matthew 24 is, is, is one of the places and yeah, probably one of the, uh, the chapters that really lists them all almost concentrated in one section. Is that right? Yes. It's, yeah. it's very easy reading mm-hmm. and uh, easy to find. Yes. Yes. Matthew yeah. chapter 24. Yeah. So uh, I'd, I'd encourage everyone to pick up their Bibles. I'm sure most folk have got some Bible in the home. And and many of our listeners, Jeff, yeah, I, I w- would have that, and uh, yeah, we like getting um, feedback from from them and and, and hearing that. And um, so Matthew twenty four is is the one that that goes to, and so it shouldn't surprise us in a sense when we're seeing these natural disasters because the Bible speaks about these happening before the return of Jesus Christ. Yes, sometimes people say to me, "Well, that's very scary, mm. you know, to concentrate on all of these things." I like to. Use an illustration. If I knew, Joseph, that your house was going to burn down in the next six months and you knew that I would know, would you want me to tell you or would you prefer me not to tell you? I mean, it's not good news, is it, that your house is going to burn down? So would you want me to tell you or not? Oh, I'd like to be forewarned, Jeff. I'd like to know ahead of, ahead of time, you know, and uh, would, would appreciate, yes, it's not, not the most pleasant news, but certainly would appreciate knowing beforehand. Exactly, because it gives you time to prepare, doesn't it? It does. And that's the reason why Jesus has told us these things before, not to frighten us, but to give us time to prepare, mm. to prepare for his coming, because if he's going to come back, I want to be ready. Mm. Mm. And, um, and, and I'm sure many of our listeners also want to be ready. And so the signs are, it's a bit like driving along the road, and you're not quite sure where you are, and it's dark, and it's rainy, and, and the wind is blowing, and you're not quite certain exactly where you are, when suddenly you see a sign that you have been told, you've got to go past that particular 
point and then it's just down the road from there now when you see that sign and you've been driving along i'm not sure where i am here but you suddenly see it ah your heart jumps a beat because you know you're on the right track now that's the reason for the signs because they are there to encourage us to help us to understand that we're on the right track yeah yeah. and that we're not following some made-up story now, here on Drive Time, uh, Jeff, we, we, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, uh, William and I, we, we're going to go into one of the most fascinating portions or prophecies that, that we have in the Bible that, that tells us where we are along that journey. Like, like you were just saying, that, that analogy, um, this, is, this is one of the greatest prophecies that shows us that we're, we're on the right track, that, that we're, where we're headed, that, um, uh, that, that gives us an indication of how close we are really to, to the end. And uh, we're going to do that just after the break. Now, I do want to let everybody know that we have a, a free offer this week. It's a great little booklet called The History of Tomorrow by Julian Archer. The History of Tomorrow, um, this is a great little booklet that actually uh, will, will, sh- will, will present to you um, the, the, how there's a remarkable prophecy, and we're going to look at a bit of this straight after the break, given 2,600 years ago, revealed in a dream, and how through the eyes of kings, prophets, popes, and presidents, this has been fulfilled right down to our day. The History of Tomorrow is a great book that you want to get your hands on. And if you uh, text the code word, which is SA72, to our number here, 04888-80811, the Faith FM giveaway bot will uh, reply asking for your details, and um, and then we'll get that book sent out to you. The code word again, SA72. 72, that's the letters SA, the number 72, text it to 04 888 Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, William and I will look at the question, well, where to from here? Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Faith FM. This is Drive Time. Soon we'll be done with the troubles of the world. Going to live with God. No more, no more weeping and wailing. No more, no more weeping and wailing. No more, no more weeping and wailing. Going to live with God. Troublesome times are here. Yeah. 
living on You're listening to Faith FM. This is Drive Time BQ&A with Joseph Manichich and William Mawala. And that was the Downing family singing Jesus is Coming Soon. And um, just before the break, um, Pastor Jeff Yulden uh, shared with us just, just one of the signs, uh, signs in the environment that tell us that Jesus is indeed coming soon. Now, we are about to uh, go through one of the most remarkable Bible prophecies that there is. And um, delighted, Will, that um, you and I can actually look at this uh, and go through this together um, because I know that I actually remember this uh, as, a, as a young child. This is probably one of the first prophecies I ever went through and even though I didn't know all, understand all the details as a kid back then, William, um, I still remember to this very day how seeing how it's been fulfilled down through history um, so accurately um, is a real proof and testament to the Bible's ability to predict the future. And uh, so what is this, Prof? Where, where are we going? What, what, what are we looking at today? So what we're going to do uh, today, uh, Pastor Joseph, for our listeners out there, um, yeah, we're looking at the, the question today, um, where to from now? And, you know, we, we just want to unpack, I guess, uh, for our listeners today, a an amazing prophecy, a story that's basically found in the Old Testament in the book of Daniel. And um, it's in the Daniel, the second chapter. And But before we do that, Joseph, I just want to kind of highlight um, why this is so important is because, you know, we're doing our best to give a biblical uh, perspective on current world events. Mm, exactly. And, you know, a text that comes to mind, um, Joseph, when I think about when we're talking about this idea of future events and uh, how things will unfold as the days go by. You know, I'm reminded what it says in um, the book of Isaiah, in Isaiah 46 and verse 9. You know, it tells us about God. Basically, God says that He is God, that He can declare the end from the beginning. Mm. And, and I think it's important for uh, our listeners to, to know that, hey, here is God in the Scriptures, and one of the attributes of God is that He's all knowing. He He knows. He sees the end from the beginning. And um, I guess for me as a believer, Joseph is, um, you know, if if God can see the end from the beginning, if God can predict the future, um, you know, He invites us to trust Him, and that's that's really what the purpose of prophecy is. It's not God kind of just unfolding a whole lot of data and information, but He's trying to say to us, hey. I, I see the end from the beginning. I can see the future, and he wants to tell us these things in advance so we can be ready, we can be prepared. But I guess more than that, he wants us uh, to put our faith and trust mm, in him. I like yeah. that, yeah. Ultimately, comes back to this core issue. God is love, and he loves us, and he therefore, out of love, shares this with us, yeah. with these, these messages with us so we can uh, get to know him and, and, um, and follow him. Yeah, I love yeah. that. 
So, um, so I guess what we want to do in Daniel chapter two, I guess we don't have the time to, I guess, read every uh, every verse in this chapter. So I want to just encourage our listeners out there. Um, yeah, in, in yeah, um, you know, after the show, why don't you um, grab your Bible, read Daniel chapter two in its entirety, or, or catch it online? But but we will be sharing uh, quite a few of the verses that's contained in that chapter. So essentially, what happens in this um, in this book, uh, Daniel, the second chapter, is we're in introduced to a bit of a plot, a bit of a story, uh, Pastor Joseph, and it begins with um, Nebuchadnezzar, the, the king of Babylon, um, in this story, um, that he he has a dream, and um, basically the story goes that he has a dream and he wakes up in the middle of the night, he doesn't really remember um, what he dreamed, but, but something about that dream tells him that it was important. Mm. Um, so... When you think about this dream, what seems to um, come out of this um, story is that God actually gave him this dream. Ah, interesting. So here is God, the God of, you know, Jehovah God, the God of the Israelites, um, giving this pagan king named Nebuchadnezzar a dream. Mm. And um, in Daniel, the second chapter in verse 28, I think we, we get a glimpse of to the reason why God gave Nebuchadnezzar this dream. And so it says in verse 28 of chapter 2, um, it says, but there is a God in heaven that reveals secrets and makes known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days or in the future. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so the, the dream was, whatever the dream is, it yeah. was to reveal the future. Yeah. What did what did King so King Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, um, which was the, the, the ruling empire back in, in that ancient times back then, he has this dream. Yeah. What did he dream? Well, we're going to get to that in just a moment. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> it's a mate. There's a plot that's unfolding. In yeah, please, please, please tell us. Yeah. yeah. So, so he basically has a dream, and then what King Nebuchadnezzar does in chapter two and verse twelve, what he basically does, he, um, he kind of summons his wise men. These these men who supposedly were, you know, who had who knew about you know dreams. Uh, and, okay, to know, help him. It- to help him understand yeah, the dream, perhaps. Yeah. Okay. Those who so-called were able to predict the future, the Bible calls them mediums, which yes. God doesn't really, he's really against, to be honest. But but here is a pagan nation, a king of Babylon, the most powerful nation in the world in Daniel's time. And so what King Nebuchadnezzar does is he summons these wise men to basically, he basically says, hey, I dreamed a dream, I need you to explain the dream to me. Now, that's a pretty... Well, uh, impo- almost impossible feat. Like, if you had a dream last night, Joseph, and then you came in the studio today and say, hey, hey, Pastor Will, um, I dreamed a dream. Can you tell me what it meant? Like, <laughs> oh, so he wasn't even telling them the dream. He didn't even tell them the dream. He ah. simply said, I dreamed a dream. Tell me what it meant. Because the, the text seemed to indicate that, that he either couldn't recall the dream yeah. or for whatever reason he chose not to tell them the dream. So, yeah. So they, they had nothing to go on, right? Exactly. <laughs> I, look, exactly as you said it. They had nothing to go on. And so when you read the chapter, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar seems to be furious because they're basically saying, well, we can't tell you. Well, uh, no one really can tell you. In fact, why don't you tell us what you dream? And then yes. we will tell you the interpretation. And I think, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar wasn't a king for no for no reason. Of course, he had a bit of wits and some yes, wisdom yes. about him. So I think you could see right through them. And so he was basically saying, no, you tell me dreams. So anyway, what ends up happening, Pastor Joseph, is in chapter 2 and verse 12, the king actually, comm- he basically- Just very quickly, just very yeah, quickly. He, um, because it's fascinating, the story, um, that his wise men, 
Yep. Uh, there's his brain trust, like you said. Um, they actually state to the king, what the king asks, this is verse 11, what the king asks is too difficult. No one can reveal it to the king except the gods, and they do not live among men. Yeah. Wow. They admit their their limitations yeah. and um, uh, to, to the king, you yeah. know. <laughs> they they yeah. can't do it. In, in, even right here at the start of the story, um, Pastor Joseph, that – there's almost uh there's a there's a plot unfolding that there is a story within a story a story yeah, within a story yeah, yeah I like it so essentially what happens um Pastor Joseph is in verse twelve of chapter two um basically the king um basically orders a de- decree um, to destroy all the wise men of Babylon so to, to execute them yeah basically okay. yeah, execution them, the order goes out yeah yeah yep. so but- he was not a happy man and um, he was furious that he basically um, you know you know made a decree to basically eliminate them um, so what happens next is um, um, it's called the book of Daniel because Daniel and you know the Israelites had been um, basically um, they had been brought to Babylon as slaves essentially mm. and so w- what happens in the story is that young Daniel at this time he hears about this decree now if you go back to chapter 1 there's a bit of a story here where um, Daniel and a couple of his uh, his friends were actually chosen to basically be trained and reared up within the Babylonian courts of 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 Nebuchadnezzar so there was a bit of um, they had a bit of a preference you know uh, perhaps Nebuchadnezzar saw a bit of um, he wanted to educate them or re-educate them into the ways mm. of the Babylonians so yeah so, so if you go to chapter 1 there's a bit of a story there of how N- Daniel and his friends find themselves in the these Jewish young men yep. Daniel and his colleagues yep. uh, are in Babylon they're in the empire they're in the palace and they are actually then included yes. that they're part of these even though they didn't believe and and didn't have the philosophy of these of the Babylonian wise men but when the decree goes out from the king to execute all the wise men that is that would have included that that includes that would have, yep. Daniel that's right and so that's where he then comes into the story here in chapter yep. 2 Exactly, and so by chapter two, Daniel's yeah, exa- as you said, Pastor Joseph, he's included as part of the wise men. And so when Daniel gets wind of this, um, in chapter two and verse sixteen, uh, the Bible says um, in two chapter two and verse sixteen um, that he basically goes and asks for time. So I'll just read it here in the Bible, Daniel two and sixteen. It says, "So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time mm. that he might tell the king." The interpretation, you know, we could imagine, um, Joseph, if if we knew that um, basically there was an edict to, you know, basically exterminate or kill us, mm. um, you know, it's very, it would be a crisis. You know, we would, you know, there would be a lot of emotions and a lot of um, your life's on the line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but here is Daniel. He goes in and uh, he he asked the king for time so that God would. Um, um, and this is what I love about Daniel. He, he, he had such a faith and a trust in God that God would be able to to come through, and that's exactly what happens. What, is, what does Daniel do? So he basically prays. So if you go to chapter two, he prays. What he does in verse seventeen, the Bible says, "Then Daniel went to his house, mm. and he made the decision known to three of his friends: he, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah." Yeah. And if you read verse 18, what they're doing is they're praying to God. Yeah. Well, you know, this is incredible, William. I mean, I I don't think I've ever been in an exact situation like that where my life's been at at that threat. 
yet Daniel and his mates, they are, they turn to that God in prayer. Their praying is, well, I was going to say, as if their lives depend on it. it. It did. It did. Their lives were depending on whether God, you know, they, they were going to answer because the execution was going to come through. And, um, I'm not sure what, um, you know, people out there might, might think of yeah. prayer. Yeah. But to me, this shows that it's, how, how significant yeah. important it is. Yeah, yeah. Go, go on. So they basically pray, as the Bible says, and then something amazing happens. Um, Pastor Joseph, God actually reveals what Nebuchadnezzar had dreamt, ah. reveals it to, to Daniel. Daniel gets the dream, so he, to speak. He gets he, the dream. He, he, he that, receives the dream that King Nebuchadnezzar yeah. had, had dreams. Okay. The very dream that he basically asked his wise men to kind of try and you know relay back to him what he had dreamed so it's and, an amazing part of this story and what's fascinating there william is that the king, well the king grants daniel time that, that that's that's you know anyway he grants him time daniel prays with his colleagues he he gets the dream uh and then he 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 goes before the king and the king asks him you know if he can um, share um, and yet, uh, you know, the king, king asks him, um, and are you able to tell me what I saw in my dream and interpret it? Yeah. And then th- that's where Daniel makes an incredible statement here in verse 27 and 28. No wise man, yeah. he's saying to the king, no wise man can explain to the king the mystery he has asked about. And then that verse that you said, but yeah. there is a God in heaven. But there is yes. a God in heaven. That reveals yeah. secrets. He has made known to you, a king, what will happen in the latter in days. The latter days, yeah. That is spot on. That's the key verse. Whatever the dream is, yeah, it, it's about revealing what's going to happen in the latter days. Yeah. Now, William, before we go to a break, can you explain to us? Oh, well, share the the, the Bible uh, passage and outlines. What what is it actually that the king dreamt? And then when we come back from the break, we'll we'll look yeah. at the interpretation. So when you read chapter two, um, basically what Nebuchadnezzar, uh, Daniel says to Nebuchadnezzar, he saw he basically saw a great image, like this this colossal, um, like a statue, like was a it? statue basically? Right. Okay. And interesting thing about this statue is it was comprised of different types of metals. So there was the head of gold, um, the the chest, so the chest and arms of this uh, particular statue was of silver. Mm. Um, the belly and the thighs were of, of brass. Okay. Uh, its legs was of iron and the feet, interestingly, was actually a mixture of part iron and part clay. And so, so basically Daniel sees his vision of this huge statue and then the next thing that happens in this vision is that- Just before you go- Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just recount. This is a statue. Yeah. Uh, an image of a great, yeah. a great image of a man, and it's got these different metal parts yeah. to it. Go through them again. So again, so the head was of gold, chest and arms of silver, the belly and thighs were of, of brass, uh, the legs were of iron, and the feet were part iron, part clay. Wow, that, that this is a top heavy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so as we work our way down, it's already we're, we're getting a bit of a hint of something. It's yep. it's starting golden, but it's it's kind of deteriorating. We could exactly. say in value. Yeah, what happened? So basically, um, Nebuch- uh, Daniel begins to explain to Nebuchadnezzar just exactly what this dream, what the what the image actually meant. Mm-hmm. 
So essentially what it is, Joseph... But what is, happened in the dream? So we see the statue. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So what happened in this dream? So he sees the statue. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. But then the next part of the story is that uh, Daniel in vision sees, in this dream, sees a huge um, rock, basi- basically. And this rock actually destroys this huge uh, statue at its feet and basically blasts it to smithereens, basically. Ah. And then this rock be- ends up becoming a mountain that fills the whole earth. So there's a bit of imagery there. It's, it's, it's actually detailed there in chapter two that Daniel explains what he saw. But essentially it was a, it was a statue yep. with all these different metals. And then there was a, a, a big rock that kind of destroyed it. Okay. Wow. And, and so, yeah, this, and what I love about this story, Joseph, is, as you said earlier, um, not only does Daniel tell King this was actually what he saw, he begins to unpack exactly what it meant. And, and, we, and this is what's so powerful about it. And that's what we're going to look at. So, I, I, you know, William, the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, uh, probably would have said to Daniel, that's it. That, yep. That's right. Yeah, it, exactly. It, that, that's what I saw. Yes, I remember the statue, yeah. seeing the different metal parts. And then that stone that comes and yes. smashes it on the feet and toes and, and, and destroys that whole statue. And it, the stone itself becomes a great mound. You know, maybe he woke up, you know, a bit of a fright, you know, a bit of a shock. Wow, what's this about? Yeah. And, um, well... Let's take a break. Now, I'm going to play a song that actually is based on this very chapter, on Daniel chapter 2. It's called uh, The King's Dream. And uh, let's listen to this, and we'll come straight back. You're listening to to Faith FM Drive Time, BQ&A. In the ancient land, Chaldea, in the mind of a troubled king, came a dream of power and meaning. Yet the dreamer forgot everything But another who dreams of our future Will never forget what he sees So let's believe this dreamer, please The forgetter was Nebuchadnezzar Who called his magicians in But they couldn't see much there Trembled with fear and chagrin. Oh, children, remember the spirit who knows every dream we've dreamed, who tells us we are highly esteemed. The king dreams, he sees the future. King lost his mind And the king of all kings saw 
that's the King's Dream featuring Neville Peter and friends. And uh, you're listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with uh, myself, Joseph Matichic, and William Mawala. Now, I want to remind you one more time that we've got a great book offer um, that we want to let you know about. It's a book called The History of Tomorrow, which reveals Earth's last 2,600 years through this incredible book Biblical Prophecy in Daniel Chapter 2. This book, The History of Tomorrow, written by Julian Archer, um, examines this prophecy in Daniel 2 and it unveils a pattern in the timeline of history and exposes an event that will soon permanently alter the face, the face of our planet. Now, Julian is uh, an Australian author and a researcher. He travels the globe teaching about the impacts of economic prosperity on spirituality and national security. To get a copy of The History of Tomorrow, and by the way, this is a great one to have, William, that um, I have on hand to, to share with people. If I want to give them one thing yeah. that, that helps them you know, get interested in, in Bible prophecy, this is this is the one. This is the beauty of Daniel, Daniel yeah. chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2 shows... And we're going to see this in a, in a moment. But anyway, let me, let me finish the offer. <laughs> um, uh, you want to get this offer? Text the code SA72 to our number on 04888-80811. And, um, and the Faith FM giveaway bot will take care of the details there, uh, from there. So that's SA72 to our text line number one more time, 04888-80811. One, William, before the break, we looked at this dream. King Nebuchadnezzar has his dream of a statue with different metal parts where a stone then comes, smashes it. What's it all about? Yeah, so just to uh, summarize, so what... What Nebuchadnezzar saw, there was essentially two objects that he saw in this dream, uh, Joseph. He saw in chapter 2, verse 31, Daniel says that, you know, thou, O king, you saw a great image. So that's mm. what we just said before the break. And then verse 34 was that the, Daniel said that Nebuchadnezzar saw, uh, as it says in chapter 2, 34, he saw a stone that was cut without hands. Mm. Very interesting, the, the wording there. Without hands. Mm. Yeah. So... And, uh, so here, here's where what really is is taking place here. Um, the first thing the king saw, he saw an image, and as we said before the break, it was a very interesting image. It was a, a statue of some sorts, Joseph, and and basically it had different metals, uh, different parts of the statue had different elements. So the head was of gold, breasts and arms were of silver, the belly and thighs were of brass, legs of iron, and the feet. Interestingly, we were part iron and clay. And then what happened next in the vision? Um, Joseph is that the the king basically he saw a stone that was cut without hands right and basically this stone basically struck the image and the, the image was totally destroyed so what I want to do now uh Joseph because I know we um to the tail end of our show I want to just break down historically what this dream means and this is what we're really trying to get at mm. this dream is not just a dream what God is doing to to Nebuchadnezzar and what he's telling us today mm. is that it's giving us a timeline of these future empires starting from Daniel's day right up to ours and so let's break it down um the head of gold, and, and Daniel actually says this to Nebuchadnezzar in chapter 238. He says that, hey, Nebuchadnezzar, you are this head of gold. Right. Okay. So starting at the top, head of gold, 
Yep. And so if I could just kind of break down the the part of the body with a bit of a historical setting, um, Joseph, um, what we understand is that if Daniel said to Nebuchadnezzar, hey, the dream you saw is of this statue and the head is of gold, you are this head of gold. Well, we think of it historically. Well, his, historically it represents, the head of gold represents the kingdom of Babylon. Okay. Which essentially reigned from around 612 uh, to 539 BC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so here is Daniel saying, you're the head of gold. So the head of gold represents the Babylonian kingdom and from 612 to 539 BC. And would have thought, oh, I'm the head and I'm yeah. gold. This, this is sounding good. Yeah. So far, so yeah, good. Very good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then what? But, but as the vision uh, was told to uh, Daniel, which he relays to Nebuchadnezzar, yep. after the head of gold, uh, as the statue, uh, as the dream illustrates, that the Babylonian kingdom, uh, Joseph, didn't last forever because after the head of gold, what we find in this statue is that their chests and arms were of silver. Right. Now, what does that mean? Well, if you know history, uh, the, the kingdom that would ultimately uh, overtake the Babylonian empire was the Median Persian empire. And and actually, the, the, the Daniel in the text has said, "After you, another king, another kingdom." Very. Yeah. Thank you for raising that, Joseph. Because what it's saying, what prophecy is saying, is that there will be another successive kingdom mm. on on the on this timeline of of his, of earthly history. So yeah, exactly. Babylon, uh, five thirty nine BC. After Babylon would be. Historically, it was the Media Persian. And that's Empire. exactly what happened. Exactly. Yeah. And, and they wow. ruled from, uh, I think it was 539 to about 331 BC. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. I love this prophecy, uh, Joseph, why it's so particular. Cause you know, you got the, the arms. So yes. there's two arms symbolizing, um, you know, a, a, a dual kingdom. It uh, wasn't just one. It was co- the like Medes. a coalition. Yeah. Coalition. Exactly. Uh. And so, so, so we got to go quick here. So, Head of gold, that's Babylon. Right. Next kingdom historically that will come on the earth's his, on on the earth stage is the Median Persian kingdom or the empire. Mm-hmm. After the Median Persian empire, see what God is doing, Joseph. Mm-hmm. He's outlining four successive world empires. We start with Babylon, head of gold. Yes. What's the next kingdom that would overrule overtake the Babylonian Medo Persian kingdom? Then what's next in the prophecy? Daniel 2.39, uh, Daniel says, another third kingdom of brass okay, or bronze yep, yep. shall bear rule over the earth. Now, like the third section in the statue. Exactly. And if we look historically, Joseph, we know that the power that would come on the scene after the Medo-Persian kingdom that ultimately overtook them was none other than the than the Grecian Empire, mm. led by none other than Alexander the Great. Okay. And so he comes on the scene in 331, and he remained in power till about about 168 BC. And so, so for our listeners out there, I hope you're catching what's happening. And this is happening centuries before these mm. world empires would actually come on the scene. Well, sorry, it happened in, De- in Nebuchadnezzar's time, but then... What Daniel was doing was predicting the future yep, empire. Yep. So here we go. Babylon, head of gold, chest and arms of silver. That's the Media Persian kingdom. What was the next uh, kingdom after that? Greece. It's the Grecian Empire. Mm-hmm. And then let's get to the legs. Legs of 
iron. Yeah. That's what it says in chapter 2, verse 40. The fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron. And guess what, uh, Joseph? It was none other than the iron monarchy of Rome mm. that would ultimately overtake the Grecian Empire That's in 168 BC. Exactly what happened in history. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And they went through till about 476 um, AD. So, mm. so the legs of iron is, is uh, symbolized as the Roman, um, the power, the Roman Empire. Interestingly, after the legs of iron, we see on the feet, there's part iron and part clay. We can't get it just very quickly for our listeners what that essentially says. Well, the now, Bible says it, 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 it'll why, be. Why don't you read it for us, yeah, Joseph? It, it says it'll two, be. Yep, 41, 42. Uh, as you see, uh, iron mixed with clay, it says, uh, as, so this kingdom will be partly strong and partly brittle. Yeah. Yeah. And just as you saw the iron mixed with clay, so the people will be a mixture and not remain united any more than iron mixes with clay. Yeah. Divided kingdom. And, and that's exactly what happened, Joseph. Mm. When the Roman Empire began to crumble in, uh, I think it was AD 46. Um, 476, it was, yeah. yeah. It, 476 AD, that's yep. correct. It, it wasn't actually taken by a another fifth, world not power. Not a fifth power? No, yeah. that's right. Yep. And what happened is it eventually disintegrated into, as the vision, 10 toes. It ultimately uh, divided into 10 or regions, as yeah, it were, from which we have sort of, well, from which came kind of, I guess, what, Europe, Europe, the various exactly. nations yep. of Europe that and, and so and yeah, where Italy and England and all these uh, places in modern Europe exist yep. today, that was the, I guess, the symbolism of the um, the ten toes, as and, it were, and then comes comes the rock. Tell us that there's the last element yeah. of the dream. The, so the, yeah, let, this the is the best part explanation of, the, yeah. of that. So if you go to chapter 2, verse 34, 35, Daniel says, A stone was cut out without hands, mm. which struck the image upon its feet that were of iron and of clay and broke them into pieces. And the stone um, that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the earth. You know what this is talking about, Joseph, in the few minutes we got remaining? This is talking about none other than Christ's coming kingdom. Okay, and we get that from verse 44 where it says, In the time of those kings, that is in the times of the, the feet and toes of clay, this is verse 44, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never, never be, destroyed, be destroyed, nor will be left to another people. It will crush all those kingdoms, bring them to an end, but it will itself endure forever. Yeah, and and I wish we had a bit more time to unpack this, uh, Joseph, but essentially what we're hearing here today is there is a dream that was given to a pagan king some 600 years before Christ, over 2,500 years ago. Yeah. And the amazing thing about this, Joseph, is that it has been fulfilled almost to the letter. Yeah. Just as surely as Daniel was uh, shown the vision to relate to Nebuchadnezzar. And if I could just share just something real quick, just, please, you know. Please do. When it, when it really boils down to this, and I'm speaking to our listeners out there right now, mm. you know, what does this all mean? And I think there's a number of things that we could share, but in the little time I have left, here's what I want to share with our listeners out there, is that God is guiding human history. Mm. And, and here's the thing, Pastor Joseph, if he's willing to guide the events of world empires, here's the thing. I believe he is willing to guide our personal lives as well. Wow. And that's So I see it kind of twofold. God can see, I guess, on a universal worldwide scope, uh, spanning centuries and powers. And I also like to think of it personally, is that this amazing God is is willing to take care of my life. Yeah. And, and that's what I want to leave with our listeners out there today. And yeah, that's great. Thank you so much. Well, look, thank you, Will. This is a 
powerful prophecy, remarkably fulfilled down through history. And uh, thank you for, for sharing. And thank you for joining us today here on Drive Time BQ&A, uh, joining myself, Joseph Matichich, here with William Mawala. Tomorrow on Drive Time, we're going to continue looking at the topic, Is the Talk of End Times Just Sensational Fear-Mongering? But in the meantime, may God richly bless you. 